I'm Josh Escovito with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Scott Hervey with Weintraub Tobin. Veteran investigative reporter Bob Woodward conducted numerous audio interviews with former President Donald Trump for Woodward's book, Rage. Woodward later released these recordings as a separate audiobook. And Trump claimed that Woodward did not have his permission to release these audio tapes as a separate audiobook. And Trump sued Woodward and his publisher for, among other things, copyright infringement. Woodward filed a motion to dismiss, arguing that the court should dump Trump's complaint, stating that his complaint is without legal merit. We're going to talk about this on the next installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. These are the facts according to Trump's complaint against Woodward and his publisher, Simon & Schuster. Woodward sought and obtained President Trump's consent to be recorded for a series of interviews. Woodward interviewed Trump both in person and over the phone on numerous occasions during 2019, mostly during Trump's term as president. Trump contends that he did not give permission for the recordings to be released as an audiobook and claims that he, Trump, owns the copyright in the entire sound recording, or at least his responses to the interview questions. We previously covered this when Trump initially filed his complaint, and we questioned the merits of the copyright claim. Did Woodward's motion to dismiss track our analysis? Woodward did raise one of the same uh, points as us, that Trump lacks any copyright ownership in the answers to interview questions. Woodward's motion even cites to Taggart versus WMAQ Channel 5 Chicago, which we noted in our story. In that case, a Chicago television station videotaped a prison interview with a convicted sex offender in connection with a report on the lax regulation of summer camps. Taggart, the prisoner, alleged that he had requested that the tape not be used in any manner, and when WMAQ broadcast an excerpt, Taggart sued for copyright infringement and other claims. In ruling on the station's motion to dismiss, the court held that Taggart did not have a copyright interest in unprepared and spontaneous utterances during an interview, and the court dismissed his copyright claim. The basis of this finding is that the Copyright Act uh, has a lack of protection for ideas. While courts have recognized common law protection for the spoken word, according to the Taggart holding, Courts have not and cannot recognize a proprietary interest where there is no tangible embodiment of the expression of the idea. To qualify as an author under the Copyright Act, one must supply more than mere direction or ideas. According to the Supreme Court, in Community for Creative Nonviolence versus Reed, an author is the party who actually creates the work. That is, the person who translates an idea into a fixed, tangible expression entitled to copyright protection. And based on that, the court found that the responses given by Taggart are not an expression of an idea for the purpose of copyright law. On a more practical level, the judge noted that the granting of protection to Taggart for the answers to questions gathered in the daily task of news reporting would essentially bring that industry to a standstill. Woodward raises a few additional grounds in his motion to dismiss. One ground is that Trump has failed to register a copyright in the work alleged to be infringed prior to filing suit. Section 411A of the Copyright Act says no civil action for infringement of 
the copyright in any United States work shall be instituted until pre-registration or registration of the copyright claim has been made in accordance with this title. Woodward contends that couching claims as declaratory relief regarding ownership of copyrights and accounting under the copyright laws of the United States does not get Trump out from underneath this registration requirement. That's right. Uh, and that is a good ground for uh, this motion to dismiss. However, I don't know how challenging this issue will be to eventually overcome by Trump. But one additional challenge to Trump's copyright ownership is that his responses are government works. Section 105 of the Copyright Act provides that copyright protection is not available for any work of the United States government, which is defined as any work prepared by an officer or employee of the United States government as part of that person's official duties. Trump, as president, was an employee of the federal government, and Woodward contends that speaking with reporters is clearly conduct of the kind a president is employed to perform. Here, the interviews all occurred when Trump was in office, and Woodward alleges were clearly part of his official duties. Woodward contends that allowing federal employees to own a copyright interest in their portion of an interview would give President Trump and other public officials interviewed by the press the right to sue over any critical or unwelcomed use of their statements. Since copyright equates to legal control over expression and requiring journalists to negotiate authorship rights away from interviewees, particularly public officials, would invite contractual censorship of criticism and chill open discourse. Woodward also contends that the use of the Trump recordings, to the extent that Trump does have a copyright interest in the recordings of his responses, constitute fair use in that it is news reporting. Woodward cites to a Second Circuit case, which held that Bloomberg's unauthorized publication of an entire recorded earnings telephone call led by a Swatch executive was fair use based on the rationale that in news reporting, the need to convey information to the public accurately may in some instances make it desirable and consonant with copyright law for a defendant to faithfully reproduce an original work without alteration. It does seem that Woodward raised some very compelling points in support of his motion to dismiss. I have to agree with that, Josh. Woodward's motion does seem extremely strong. We will see what former President Trump has to say when he files his reply. We'll definitely have to keep an eye out for that. It's very interesting. Thanks for sharing, Scott. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for tuning into this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And for additional content, visit our website at theiplawblog.com.